0: I've got a quiz. I'm going to do a Paris Nice quiz for you. Oh no. Because we're deep into the race. Well, it's nearly finished, isn't it? Stage 8. It's the morning. stage 8. And we're we're, here, both we're here like three hours early. <laughs> Idiots. You're normally like five minutes before the race comes up. But neither of us looked at the road book to ascertain that uh, not only is stage 8 116 kilometres long, so it's dead short, um, it also finishes later yeah. in the day. So we're here even before the race has gone underway in Nice.
2: I was like really stressed out this morning were you why two hours on zwift and packing. two up. hours on zwift seriously yeah sst long did one of their training sessions did like, yeah. that's
0: really difficult do you it's listen not. to stuff and what, i was
2: listening it? to a podcast well, hang, you on. I just, to. hang on it's mel just yeah yeah
0: sorry, no, no come no. in yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's all right don't worry okay yeah David's just having his car organised because yes, he please. gets the kind of VIP S- treatment. Six is fine, thank six, you. Six o'clock. The car will be, the car be ready for Mr. Miller up. at six o'clock because
2: he heads back to Girona. Yeah. After um, <clears throat> uh, no, it's, not, sorry, it's not that It's not that hard because it's just all the intervals and I don't know, it's great. It's just nice
0: I'll it's like meditation, Ned. I'll be honest. I think the last time I got on Mindswift was when I last did a group ride with you guys, which is ages ago. But I think I might... Get her back on, right. it. Yeah, come do get it. Back on it. come back on yeah. she's there. Come on, Tuesday! Come on, chapter doing, three. I've been doing a block of, I've done a week's worth of actual riding. Oh, yeah, because it's a fair 30, chunky ride from the to Ealing. 30 miles a day, 15 miles yeah. there, fifty miles back through London traffic. And you either get... Headwind or yeah. tailwind. It's been like the weather, and it's affected Tirreno-Adriatico and Paris-Nice as well, has been super weird this week because the wind has been blowing consistently across Europe from the south well, especially in, in London, it's been blowing, mm. blowing from the south. This time of year, you'd say, well, that's good. That'll be kind of warming
2: up mm. and everything. But it's been bitter. I was, when I got here, it was freezing. I was really shocked. strange. And, then, and Nicole's organised this Chapter 3 women's event in Drona for three days. And it's literally been the most incredible blue sky winter for two months. Lack of rain, which hasn't been good. Yeah. And it's now just... Apocalyptic rain in Girona. Oh, is it since, since Thursday? The Weather system switched. It's just gone, and it's going to be the whole week. No, which is good because we need it. But it's not so good when Nicole's organising a, no. a women's riding camp. But no. hey, hey ho! No.
0: All right, ready for your quiz? Go for it. I'm I'm, I'm making the questions up on no, the hoof. Good. I've got one prepared already. Already, yeah, that's going to be
2: a difficult one, isn't it?
0: No, I think you should. You should. I'll be disappointed if you don't get this. I've been watching the. You've been race, watching the it? bike yeah. race. Which rider? Has featured in four breakaways.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, it's um, uh, it's the B and B rider. Yes, it's uh, it's half a point. I want to yeah. say um, why well, do I want to say Goujon?
0: Well, you you'd be close, Alexis Goujard. Ah, uh, Yeah, I'll give
2: you that. Thanks. I'll yeah. give you that. I'll give
0: you that. I'll
2: yeah. You that. Okay. You know I'm terrible with names. Um.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's not a problem for a commentator to be terrible <laughs> with names. <laughs> All right. Um. Uh. Which. On stage, okay, I'm going to refer to my notes. <laughs> on stage, which one was it? Stage three, I think. Yeah, on stage three, the race finished in Dune le Palestel. Yeah, in the department of the Creuse. Yeah, I dished out a couple of facts about the département mm-hmm. de la Creuse. Can you remember either of them?
2: I remember one of them. It's most sparsely populated region. Departement. Departement in France. And its population is shrinking? Its population is shrinking. From uh I think you had Wow if you can get this yeah I've noted it down, yeah. I think you had In the in the mid nineteenth century it was, it was I think it was six hundred thousand. No. No four hundred. 200,000. hundred thousand.
0: Two hundred and eighty seven
2: thousand and it's like half that or something. Uh, yeah, that'll do. That's very yeah, good. Very yeah, good. Yeah.
0: And the other one the other little fact I gave you was about um uh, the types of trees that grow wild in the Cours, particular t- particular types of trees. Do you
2: remember that? Uh, uh, Both of which produce food. Oh, um, apples! No. <laughs> <laughs> but I can see why. I mean,
0: undoubtedly, an apple tree produces food. That's well, very. Just, yeah, I'm yeah, still, you just can, I'm still conditioned from the
2: Melinda sponsorship. <laughs> Chestnuts and hazelnuts, Oh uh, I was going to say walnuts. Yeah, as a che- second. Oh che- well, chestnuts and hazelnuts. Half point. Um, what else can I?
0: Oh yeah, who is the national champion of Kazakhstan? Ooh, uh, Fedorov. Yes. Yeah. You've got almost a hundred percent record here. This is very, really, this is very impressive. Um, all right. Um, who is currently before stage eight gets underway? In third place in the King of the Mountains competition. Ew. Uh, uh,
2: This is a bit of a trick question, isn't it?
0: No, it's just a question.
2: Okay. I think it's gettable. You think it's gettable? Um, Because I... By this point, and after yesterday's client, could be that Roglic has moved up there.
0: Oh, that's interesting. It's wrong, but. Yeah, okay, yeah, Could have been. Could have been. been. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, that's I wonder that. where Roglic is, actually. Yeah. might be.
2: Because, yeah. you know. Uh, in that case, I'm going to go for. Um, Roglic is fourth. See, that's pretty yeah. close. Um, Three points behind
0: said rider. Gorja. No, I'm disappointed you didn't get this because it's Matt Holmes. <sighs> Remember? Well, it 17 kind of, points. He That's no, five points. It's kind of 50-50 then. and I went for yeah. the wrong <laughs> <laughs> hmm. um, And finally, my final question I've got prepared for you yeah. is, this race, race features both Adam and Simon Yates. Which football club did they support when they were children? And with which player were they once pictured? When they were about nine or ten years old. I didn't know this until today. I just stumbled across it on the internet.
2: I feel like they're, uh, I'd say Leeds, but i going to go Man-, Man City. Oh, you're so close. Leeds. Leeds. No, no, no. You're,
0: yeah, and it's Manchester United. It's Manchester they're a back generation. Aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And also they grew up in Bury, didn't they? Which is basically Manchester. Oh, it's Manchester United. Yeah. Damn so, it. So, so they... with that in mind, with which, with which player? Rooney. Beckham. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's yeah, a picture Probably of David actually. Beckham with the two of them. Yeah. That's nice. Very good, very that good. good. That's all I can think of, really. Um, um, except to say that today's stage finishes starts and finishes in Nice and goes over the Col Which
2: which um, but there's a new they the another side a steeper side. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. They're not doing the classic kind of boring Col Yeah, not very hard drag race. You, what, is, what is your Col experience? Have you must have Col Yeah, I don't think I've ever had much fun on there. Why? I just never, I mean, it's. I never went so well in March anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I wasn't fit enough to be good by the last day, because it was always the final day of Paris-Nice. So yeah. Time trial. I've been a descending spiral. Yeah. No, no good memories of cold airs. <laughs> <Good. laughs> I don't think any good performances there. Yeah. 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 Fair windy. I remember it being windy whenever it raced at the top. It's going to be super windy today, apparently. <sighs> yeah. And wet. It's raining in Nice right now. Oh, dangerous. Yeah,
0: it's interesting. Because it hasn't rained in a long yeah. time. What did you now in yes? I didn't watch yesterday's highlights edit back again, but did they do what did they do about your final line of commentary?
2: Oh, I couldn't get it right. Could oh, I? God, god, tell that story. So, um, <laughs> I do the, the, the slow mo kind of replay, and I, I just couldn't the winner. Get them, so, I normally, winner. So yeah.
0: normally call whether yeah. it's a sprint or a Something yeah. finish or whatever, I'll call the rider live yeah. kind of across the line. And yeah. then when there's a nice arty close up slow yeah. mo, that's where you come in, either analytically or in the yeah. case of you know, Roglic, you would just Let's kind of sound to bite. sum up the moment. Just give you? a sound bite. Yeah. And
2: my first sound bite was, and this was, is this was actually the second attempt because I got the first <laughs> one wrong. Um, we didn't I get just, the first one no, no, wrong. First just, one, first one, first one, the first one I said, and that's why. He is the best stage racer in the world. No,
0: no, 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 oh, no. Your first one was, there's Primoz Roglic, he's gonna win Paris-Nice. Oh, yeah, that was it. And unless, then you he went, unless
2: he doesn't. <laughs> and and that then that you sort the of giggled. One. And then I was like, unless he, because I remembered last year, he last lost year it on the last did. day, because yeah. he crashed. And you no did the similar
0: thing at the Dauphiné. Yeah, day, and, he he yeah. Just, and he did it in France. Danced. Yeah,
2: yeah. So it was the Tour de France, famously. But that was, in any normal situation, where he dominated. It's like, he is going to win Parry me, which you shouldn't say anyway. But the moment I said it, I was like, hang on a second. Uh, yeah. He's the only but, rider that te- tends to lose it on the last exactly. day.
0: <laughs> but you didn't you didn't kind of entertain that thought with any conviction. You just <laughs> kind of went, unless he doesn't. Unless <laughs> he and then you doesn't. kind of giggled <laughs> to yourself. <laughs> yeah.
2: And I thought they should
0: have just kept that because yeah. it was kind of quite telling, actually. <laughs> it was quite funny. Yeah, yeah it was. really it, good. Yeah. Maybe they did. Maybe
2: they yeah, did maybe and the second attempt Then you was... thought you'd go for another one. Yeah. Then I went for which another one. Which is the joys of highlights recording. Yes, we can do that. If it was live, we would have had no yeah, yeah. no recourse on that one. It would have been out <laughs> What's there. gone is gone. Yeah. Uh, and the second, was, uh, the second one was, and that's why Primoz Roglitch is the best stage race rider in the world. And then, and then you, it was like, I can't do oh, it oh, again. Yeah, yeah. And then the third one was, and that's why Primoz Roglic is one of the best stage race riders in the world. <laughs> one of two. It <laughs> just kind of get diluting down to this, like... that's why Primoz and, Roglic is one of maybe yeah, the best stage race riders. It's quite good. Well, quite good. Yeah. But it's actually
0: quite telling, isn't it? Because mm. what you say is almost right. I mean, that's yeah. why it came out of your mouth. You, know, yeah. you watch Roglic being as dominant as he is yeah. in this race and mm. in other races. And you do think, and you are kind of tricked into thinking, this guy's absolutely impregnable. There's yeah. no one in the world who can beat him.
1: Mm.
0: And it's been that way for quite a long time. And then you remember
2: yeah. Pogaccia. So, yeah. And, cause, and then at the same t- time, yeah. uh, in Italy, Pogaccia's just oh, running amok. Well, like the performance of Primoz Roglic was, was great. And then in the meantime, what Pogaccia did was immense. Uh, his attack yesterday. 16 Ks out. His attack yesterday. What was really
0: telling about his attack mm. yesterday? And this is where there is a slight difference. This is where the pogarcha, the pogrog difference lies at the moment. I mm. think is that the moment he went yesterday, and he left the group with Landa, who's going well, mm-hmm. um, Vingegaal, and who else was in the group? Maybe one or two others. Mm. Uh, but the moment he went, there was no reaction because no. instantly they knew. They knew. Yeah. No point. And, yeah. and so straight away, they're just looking at each but other it's going, right, okay, we well, it's bro- just bro- second-place second so pa- second podiums now. Instantly. So there's not even a fraction of a moment where you, they go, right, who's going to go with Pogacar? No, 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 mm. forget it. So he's got them in, Pogacar's got the whole peloton now in a complete psychological headlock, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, it's... There's no point in going after him.
2: It's just wild.
0: It is. And he's getting stronger. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right, <laughs> peak Pogacar we thought might have been last year. And you kind of questioned whether or not he'd have the psychological kind of wherewithal to go again and improve. He's getting better. Yeah, And he doesn't, what I don't understand is what, what happened to that conventional wisdom of bad Dauphiné, good tour. You know, what happened For, to that whole idea of
2: building slowly to peak in July? So it's on UAE, started up Yankee, on just, the routes to Tireno. It's, just, it's kind of going old school where I just when every single race he does. Until he gets there.
0: Did you see him on social media yesterday? It's brilliant. No. Some account, and I don't know which account was, said, hang on, how about this? <clears throat> Why not um, Pogaccia, after winning Milan-San Remo and the Tour of Flanders, thinks, oh, F it, I might as well just go and win Paris-Roubaix. Right? <laughs> so someone just kind of put that yeah, out yeah. there. And he obviously, well, he wasn't tagged in it, but he'd yeah. obviously been searching for references <laughs> to his own name. And he joined in the conversation and went, no way. <laughs> but... Or not going to happen or something yeah. like that. But as if to say the bit about Paris-Roubaix mm. wasn't going to happen, but he didn't dismiss out of hand the notion that he might just <laughs> win not... Milan-San Remo yeah. and then the Tour of Flanders. Because yeah. you can't
2: dismiss that out no. of hand, can you? No, no, no. Oh, no, what? I mean, anyone on the start line is going to be, how we are going to beat Pogaccia.
0: And the Poggio? The Poggio wouldn't be, I mean, you can just see it, can't oh. you? The unanswerable attack on the Poggio
2: or, or Depressa Gap over the through it the, yeah just, just, just go, go for Depressa just weather. go on the flat just, on the, yeah. what's that Capa del Bert- capi- the Berta capi- or, whatever yeah. or whatever that one yeah. yeah I mean he could I mean he wouldn't because he's too clever but he, he could yeah. t- totally go on if it'd be a really hard day and a bad day yeah. he'd totally clip off on the tripresa. Yeah, and it's because if there's no teams left to chase him down no one's going to be able to chase him down but it'd have to be in exceptional circumstances if not I'd just wait for the the Podgio and just go there, run amok, <laughs> go, go from the bottom.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a it's just incredible. It's great. I love it. So, but it does relativize everything that we're watching from rugby. Yeah, it, and then just yes. like, Meh. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh well. So um, we'll we'll do this in a pod of two halves, won't we? To, to some extent. So we will yes. pick up and yeah. reflect on yeah. the stage that is yet to happen. But we need to talk about um, the retour de Ned. We do need to talk about that. Mm. We do need to talk about that, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. But I had a momentary uh, um, little kind of blow to the solar plexus mm. yesterday when I realized I have got to write the show from mm. scratch. And it is an hour and a half, at least an hour and a half's worth of material. Yeah. You I mean. consider these podcasts are like 50 minutes long, mm-hmm. something like that, maybe an hour. Yeah. and But there's two voices, sometimes three or four. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and and we don't prepare for and we it. don't prepare for it's it. not a live audience. No, people, but, aren't, this, paying, people yeah. aren't paying tickets. or traveling there? <laughs> people
0: started to buy large yeah. amounts of tickets. They're not they.
2: expecting right. to be grossly entertained and yeah. and, and laugh. Yeah, and um, was well, quite cause
0: the re, the reason it got the reason I got a bit scared yesterday was because we the tickets went on sale on Friday, and um, there's a, 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 a you know I work with various different people on this, and they, I work with a pr- production company that kind of are responsible for, if you like, the technical elements of the tour. So they book the venues, they negotiate with the theatres, they do all this sort of thing. And um, Nigel, who's working with me on that, sent me a screenshot from his phone. And there's a company, if you buy tickets for the tour, you can either buy them straight from the theatre or you go to a company called ent 24 which is a bit like Ticketmaster. So all the big touring bands and sort of stadium gigs and everybody really who's touring in one way or another has their tickets available on Ents twenty four mm-hmm. to, to a large extent? So it's a huge company, and he screenshot like bright. Yeah, it's a bit like that, or, or, or Ed, I don't know, really. Ticketmaster, T- Ticketmaster, but it's like mm-hmm. Ticketmaster, it's one of them. Um, and yeah, he screenshotted their homepage, and it was like trending now on Ents twenty four: The Prodigy and Ned Balting, <laughs> <laughs> same generation. So yeah, pretty much. But anyway similar in some ways but no uh, so i suddenly realized people are actually buying tickets for a show which literally doesn't exist except in mm. my head um but you know
2: time, Sorry. plenty of time plenty of time so what so explains to people what i'm gonna do
0: yeah. I, I mean i think so last time i toured three years ago i made it worked i really enjoyed the show but it absolutely w- drilled down into one edition of the tour de france the 2019 mm it was
2: basically a 18 a theatrical kind of reliving it almost reliving stage by of, stage yeah
0: in it, yeah 2018 tour de yeah. France and it kind of retold that but then went off on big digressions and yeah had, about... had Henri Degrange mm. appearing in a washing machine the yeah. ghost of Henri Degrange, and berating berating the modern peloton mm-hmm. for being um woke <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, I might I, I think that was good I enjoyed Henri Degrange yeah, coming out of the good. washing machine that's so I, I think I yeah. might have the ghost of Henri Degrange back again yeah, for this tour forgiving. develop him a bit more yeah Al Murray did the voice was it Al Murray yeah it's Al Murray who recorded the voice of Henri de Grange. oh that's brilliant that was good I might get him to do that again you as should a get play. Al
2: Murray to do a bit and you should get um... <clears> oh. Alexis Sale Alexis Sale be another one he could and, be he'd oh, be quite Irish. a good Henri de Grange actually and wouldn't Derek. he who?
0: Dara, Dara Dara O'Brien. Dara O'Brien. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. All the comedians. That'd be good. Just giving them, giving <laughs> them like, Jack, giving them kind of like old Tour de France, yeah, roles that they have to kind of. Own. Yeah. So Al Murray now owns Henri Degrange. Henri Degrange. Maybe Dara, um,
0: Dara O'Brien could be Raymond Pulido.
2: Maybe Raymond Pulido? He might be a good <laughs> um uh, Che Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> Ah! Nobody knows that though. That's a bit yeah. too niche. No, oh, you should shit, give him Shelly, it's like, amazing. Felix Levitan. Yeah. Just give them all kind of all all positive. the, all the, Felix yeah. Levitan because he was a character. He was very um, autocratic, wasn't he? Levitan? Exactly. Perfect. For Dara O'Brien, but Dara's very but friendly a, and kind of point. like accommodating. It's the kind of the, the contrast. It's the opposite. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Okay. So he's a kind of yeah. friendly but nasty Felix Levitan. And Alexis Sale could be Jean-Marie Leblanc. <laughs> Jean-Marie Leblanc. Perfect. Just like doesn't care. <laughs> Yeah, in his in his Alexi Sale voice, it's a bit like um, like Scouse Nairo,
0: Scouse Nairo, yeah, yeah. Scouse Jean Marie Leblanc, yeah. <laughs> so dealing good. with the Festina strike <laughs> that now, would then be a great little one. now, then Richard Virenque, just get on your bike, son. <laughs> <coughs> Pantani, get off the floor. Battani, stop <laughs> sitting there cross-legged, you little bald sod. Stand up and defend the jersey. <laughs> <laughs> be great yeah that, so that so the ghosts of director sportives they might appear I, I don't think I can have Henri de Grange coming out of a washing machine again I think I've done that so you left to appear mysterious, mysteriously from a some genie.
2: other a a bottle a genie in a bottle sort of thing yeah yeah puff um, of smoke
0: puff of smoke um, yeah and then so certain characters will come back again um, quite tempted by the idea of having the caravan
2: back on the set that you know, know it'll be a good fun. challenge for you as well What's if up? you're doing kind of new stuff because mm. it's quite hard to to dig down into the characters of the modern races yeah you know you, you got peter sagan that good last time because he was just because he's such a mad yeah he's a mad man as a box of frogs yeah so how do you do you do pogaccio roglic roglic maybe you could do because he'd just be quite quiet
0: roglic is coming into his own though he is isn't coming he? into he's his coming his own. To, he just i literally just before we started recording the pod yeah. Daniel Freed posted a quote, presumably from Daniel's interview with Rog down at the start line today, um, which I suddenly thought, God, he's becoming like a philosopher king. It's of, very cute um, with, his, with his Roglic on the ghost of last year haunting him today in Paris Nice, and this is the quote: "The past does not decide the future." Huh? Mm,
2: it's
0: true. So I think Rog that might be the character that Rog plays. You know, Just the, the ski jumping philosopher.
2: That's good, the Slovenian uh, ski jumping philosopher. Who's the student of Guillaume Martin? Yeah, Guillaume Martin. He's going to have to feature. Yeah, he's going to have to feature. Yeah, massively. What if you call Plucky Willie?
0: <laughs> anyway, um, thanks. You've given me some... I'm definitely going to have to start thinking about this. <laughs> there you go. But, but music. There'll be loads of music. Jacques yeah. Bro will make an appearance because I can't do a show without Jacques no. Bro coming back. in. Place.
2: And uh, our old boy.
0: Apparently I'm listed at one of the venues as a dance show. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Uh, well, you did do a dance last time. I did do a dance. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: What about our... took me ages to learn. Moriarty. Ah, Tom. You should get Tom to do like a special... Yeah,
0: yeah. God, that'd be great. It would be. Get Tom to do... He might do some... Readings. ...continuity voiceover and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, no, ah! And here I had another thought that I might do... I might do some... Because there's an interval in the show, mm. right? The theatres always demand that there's an interval so they can sell some, drinks. Sell some booze, yeah. Sell some booze. So there is an interval. So I might, what I might do is, <laughs> I had this idea that I might mock up my own um, versions of the adverts that run on itv4 <laughs> oh that's a good idea <laughs> the donkey sanctuary and all we're that like su- but we've never seen them because no, we never, never watch itv4 yeah. because we're always in france or on it or so. but, like super but people outbreak. tell us about them yeah. yeah so they're all really super depressing adverts aren't they yeah, for like, old yeah people old like funerals incontinence like, yeah and all that sort of thing so i might i might do some itv4 adverts <laughs> that would be um, good that's part of the evening's entertainment david anyway I'm, I'm really looking forward to it can i tell you
2: where i'm going yes in detail in detail go for it
0: right so Ents24 is how you book but
2: this okay, can, can, And that'll be in the show notes <clears throat>
0: Yeah, 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 we'll put that as a permanent thing So these are the tour dates And it's not for a long, long time And don't at me, please With, why aren't you coming to Scotland, <clears throat> yeah, Scotland. You got that last time, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, a lot of that I mean, it's, it's tricky cause Especially because Cause of the it's COVID It's a different country and you, you don't like Scotland No, I am going to Scotland And I'll come to that <laughs> but um one no one thing i always feel bad about is and um i having recently visited because i was doing some filming up there belfast Mm. one what a city yeah what a city it's brilliant two um i know that there's a really big cycling community out there out there who would like to have events come over and visit and three i'm not going but but it it, unfortunately it's just the economics of getting everything because we drive around with our sets and everything you have to take three days out of of build build the setup do the show come back and it, at the moment it doesn't quite work but it's something i'd really like to do but okay the, it's a bit like when they release the tour of britain route map people go well why aren't you coming to derbyshire why do you never come there you know and they can't you can't visit everywhere sort of thing in limited time but what i would say is it's it's far enough in advance you've got six months plan in advance if you do it, take a day of holiday or something and actually do an away trip, go and get an Airbnb or a hotel room somewhere nice where I'm playing and, and you know, kind of enjoy going on a little trip. That's another way of road trip.
2: That's quite, that's quite of an um, it, existential experiential what being on the road in the bike race is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Live it.
0: Uh, <clears throat> we start in Plymouth in the Quad Theatre in Plymouth on October the 8th. Then I go to Cornwall First time I've played in Cornwall And I had to Google this place Because I don't think This is quite a small town um, But I'm coming to Launceston right? I'm playing the town hall in Launceston On October the 9th And yeah You're looking as blank as I know I, I'm no, sure it's just an, just an absolutely lovely place go to oh, right? Okay Some, Cornwall yeah. Um, Then I'm in Poole, in Dorset, at the Lighthouse Theatre on October the 11th. Then a place um, I've been to on two or three occasions, two I think, before, and this is where I'm listed as a dance act, Mm. apparently. I'm at the Riverfront Theatre in Newport. Newport. There's a brilliant parody of New York about Newport, and it's on YouTube. It's absolutely brilliant. Um... Then I'm at Bristol at the Red Grade Theatre on October the 13th. Another place I've been staying in the kind of West Country-ish, uh, the Exeter Corn Exchange on October the 14th. And then I'm at the very unusually named but apparently lovely venue in Froome in Somerset um, called the Cheese and Grain which oh, that sounds is, nice. it's um, uh, supposed to be an absolutely fantastic place. Um, I am then at the Courtyard Theatre on October. Sorry, that's um, Cheese and Grain is on October the sixteenth, October the eighteenth, the Courtyard in Herefordshire, Hereford. Um, October the nineteenth. God, that's quite a transfer. I've got to go from Hereford to Doncaster. I'm at the Cast Theatre in Doncaster on October the nineteenth. Then Burnley Mechanics Theatre on October the twentieth. Then a which I've not been to. 21st of October I'm at the fantastic Atkinson Theatre in Southport which is as close as I get to Merseyside this time but it's a, Southport's a lovely place to go for a meal and kind of um, visit anyway um, the Atkinson Theatre is just terrific then um, into Wales October the 22nd I'm at Colwyn Bay in the Thea- Theatre Colwyn 23rd I'm at the Buxton Opera House uh, 25th and this is a huge venue that hopefully will pack out um, I'm at the Grand Opera House in York Oh wow uh, uh, That's October the 25th um, The next night I'm at Dan, just down the road This is familiar territory I've been here a couple of times I'm at Kings Hall in Ilkley um, Which is Obviously got a massive Cycling club There attached to it And the 27th The first time I have played Newcastle I'm at the um, Tyne Theatre And Opera House on October the 27th In Newcastle In the city centre 28th This is where my last tour finished The new theatre royal In Lincoln 29th God these are Back to back shows Christ. Mm. 29th, Cheltenham Town Hall, which is uh, a fantastic venue, lovely venue. And the 30th, and this is my only London date, and it's strictly speaking not really London, is it? But it's an amazing place. And on my last tour, it was great. We packed it out, packed to the gunnels, and it's just such a beautiful theatre, the Richmond Theatre, um, which seats about, I think, 950 or something. So it's oh, wow. a, that's yeah. big and beautiful. And that's on October the 30th, which is a Sunday night. Then into November, um, on the 1st of November, Newbury Corn Exchange. Been there a couple of times. 2nd of November, a new venue in Southampton, which is just beautiful by um, all accounts. The Mast Mayflower Studios. a n- Brand new venue. Only been open a couple of years in Southampton. On the 3rd, Horsham, the Capital Theatre. On the 4th, Lemington Spa, the Royal Spa Centre, which I've been to three or four times uh well this would be the fourth visit i've been there every year that i've toured as uh is the case with the lowry theater in salford keys which is a fantastic venue um beautiful place that's november the 6th november the 7th the city varieties music hall in leeds which will be um a tumultuous evening because because ev- that's where i get, heck- get heckled Already? i've been there every year oh, and good. as soon as i walk on stage it's i get heckled <laughs> It's brilliant. And it's the same people who come back year after year (laughs) after year. So if I start repeating material, they'll be straight on to (laughs) me. But it's a great place. Uh, Loughborough Town Hall on November the 8th. We're nearly there. Bury St. Edmunds, the Apex Theatre, which is a great venue, modern venue, on uh, the 10th of November. Um, The Coronation, I think it's called the Coro, in Ulverston, in Cumbria, on November the 12th. Then the final show in edinburgh the capital of scotland oh wow in edinburgh the queen's hall in edinburgh on november the 13th that's where it all comes to an end there we go that's so put the, how
2: many shows is that in total
0: 29 jeez 29 david and what five weeks no november the 13th it finishes pretty intense yeah it's just over a month
2: yeah
0: four weeks yeah a four nice
2: little weeks. winter break for you <sighs> so there we go that that's fun. that what's going to happen in the bike race today what do you think? Do uh, you want to have a look at the parkour? Well, I think probably there's going to be a lot of riders, a few more riders that don't start, quite a few that don't finish. There's oh, not lots. very many options to cut that, is there? So that's just one big loop. Oh, they've got the laps at the end?
0: Uh, Yeah,
2: there's a little... Is there a circuit at the end? Is that one? Way? Yeah, they go over the.
0: No, I don't think there is a circuit. Is there a circuit?
2: Yes, there is, actually. You're right. Mm. Yeah. It's lucky I'm here to support you, Ned. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that a circuit?
2: It looks like it. Yeah, Maybe there is. Uh, so I think... Um, I think it'll race pretty hard. Yeah. I think Yumbo is Visma are going to get kind of a little bit spanked. Ro and Dennis will probably pull through. If, they, if Rowe and Dennis on a bad day, they're in trouble. Oh. But... Uh, I think it's going to be whittled down with about 30 K's to go with Roglic having to look after himself.
0: Good. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we'll, um, find out. Let's have a little jingle and then we'll pick it up. We'll jump First forward. Race into you know, the future. Yeah. Yeah. we will hear from Perry's little riff and then we'll go into the future. <laughs>
2: So that was the race, Ned.
0: Well, it was a lot better than I feared it yeah. was going to be. Should we say what happened? Yeah, we should.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's a key part yeah. of podcasting, isn't it, sometimes, is a to relay part. news. So um, it was um, the kind of the, the black cloud of Primoz Roglic. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah.
0: So it nearly happened to him again, didn't it? I mean, he, basically, David, he
2: looked pale mm. and in distress, didn't he? he and he like, was just throwing just, warmers off, just, left, right and centre. Yeah. Rubbish was going out. Yeah. Saliva hanging from his chin. That wasn't a good look, was it? No, it was basically he was in a really bad place.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for about 15 20 minutes he was in that awful place and then he kind of recovered, didn't he? Got a second wind and went again when he was safe.
2: The the green, incredible Hulk with him.
0: It's just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Dropping Night and Quintana on the Coldez and saving the day. We're talking about Wapenart. We're talking about Wapenart, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I'm kind of supposing that people have seen it, but maybe I shouldn't. No, Simon Yates, Simon Yates, yeah. He won the stage, didn't he? With a,
2: was with very a good.
0: blistering slow motion attack that was incredibly slow looking, but, but very, very powerful on the steepest section. That's of the what he does, goes. isn't
2: it? Big gears Massive on, gear. steep climbs yep. and just waits until everyone's shown their cards yep. and then leaves. And it's so impassive when he goes as well. If you There's think nothing, about it, his face is just totally just calm. Just, just as if he was just riding in the group. And he still had his like, his, his buff on around his neck, yep. his full finger gloves, yep. his long sleeve over jacket. Yeah. Actually, has a short sleeve, a had arm warmers on. Yeah. Whereas everyone else was just shedding but stuff. That was, a, that
0: was when Roglic was just getting fully... He was just like, stripping people, like, trying it? to fix
2: himself. Yeah. Just like, oh God, if I take these off, I'll feel better. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. it wasn't working. So
0: you and I went out on a bit of a limb, didn't we? Because we, yeah. we, we saw him litter three, four times at least. His gloves yep. got chucked off before the climb just started to the side of the road. An arm warmer went to the side of the... Or leg leg warmer went forward, to the side. Then another leg warmer. And um, a couple of gel wrappers and bits yeah. and pieces out of his back pocket just mm-hmm. chucked him out. I'm almost somewhere off, So that led me to double check on the UCI regulations um, very quickly, just to see that I hadn't missed a rule change over the winter or something, but they're still in place, you know, it's, Yeah, unless it's in a uh, litter zone, you can't chuck stuff on the side of the road. You can hand them over to cars uh, in the convoy. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be your team car. You can give it to, we often see them being handed to the moto guys, don't we? To, yeah. You know, to, 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 to take, but you, what mm-hmm. you cannot do is chuck it by the side of the road for a first offence you would be fined 500 Swiss francs. For a second offence, you would be given a minute's time penalty. And for your third offence, you'd be disqualified from the race entirely. Now, one, perhaps there's something happened that we don't know that was communicated to the teams that the commissaires decided because of the weather conditions yeah. that they were waiving we those see, regulations. We did see quite a few other riders and just I think gesturing. I think that yeah. might be the pl- most plausible explanation. But seems, that
2: seems kind of crazy that you then allow it. But it's UCI, isn't it? But,
0: but again, it comes down to communication. We don't—we're commentating on the bike yeah. list and we don't know whether no. or not that's the case. Yeah. So you've got a potentially race-changing situation event. evolving event, and because of the lack of communication mm. from the mm. commissaires to the wider public, yeah. no
2: one knows what the situation so that's is. That's what we talked about in the race. So imagine if it's really when that happened with twenty k- k's to go, the commissaires came on the radio and said, months roglic one minute time penalty," like Formula One. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, that changes Ooh, the race. You better
0: attack then. Yeah, just go. Board. It's yeah. go
2: time. It will be su- it would be really cool to bring in yeah. penalties in real time. Yeah,
0: likewise at finish lines yeah. when you get a, a questionable sprint and a sp- yeah. sprinter take the racing line of someone else. It, the commentators are watching that live, like we are. Mm. If they've got the scintilla of doubt, they can make mm. that decision instantly mm-hmm. within thirty seconds of that race finishing. They should say, stewards inquiry. We're looking into this. Yeah. It wouldn't be that often that it happens. How many no. really dirty sprints are there? Not that many. Not that so many. you know, students' inquiry. Then we mm. all know where we stand. This yeah. is a provisional result until we know better. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is, we don't even know what the commissaires are right now. The race finished about ten minutes ago. We don't even know if the commissaires are no. looking into and that. And we'll
2: probably have to wait for Twitter because there's no like a few official channel to tell us exactly. It's just going to be some random some journalist, proper journalist on the ground that will find out. So standing outside the hut, Daniel Free,
1: really our us. journalist. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: But it's a really good race, and it was good we'll to see yatters. Um, yeah, yeah going like that wasn't it you know from a GC race Mm. been a while like his recent victories at world tour level have come Mm. from when he's fallen away from GC and ridden to you know Mm. he's been allowed to get so but that was that was none of that today he just beat them all hands down. And mm-hmm. what was so impressive was that the bit of the race where you thought would go against him mm-hmm. only went partially against him. And there the he last, there's the
2: attack, There's a slow motion attack happening right now.
0: The last four 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 and a half kilometres, mm-hmm. they made no in- inroads. No, That's were... Primoz Roglic and Wout van Aert on flat it's roads. Crazy. Made no yeah. inroads on Simon
1: Yates. No. That was hugely impressive. Incredible.
2: Well, we had a guest in the box, Andrew O'Neill. Yeah. What did you think of it? Being in the box for the first time as well, actually.
1: Well, being in the box was brilliant. And, but also, what a stage race you know it was so exciting to to see that just the, the chase down of Yates at the end I think you know it's interesting that Roglic clearly does not look like he was on a, a great day but they were still taking time out of the group behind them mm. so I mean that that just shows how strong Van Aert was yeah. but really it just shows how incredibly strong Yates was today yeah. to just pull away from those two and and be taking time Left, right, and Santos. It it's a good point. Amazing. I think that
0: effect that effect in a race though is often exaggerated by uh, what's at stake. You know, what can you gain from this situation? Well, Quintana, at the moment that he lost contact on the climb, that was his Paris Nice over, wasn't it? Effectively, yeah. he knew yeah. that the the podium was beyond him. So. Pfft. You so, know, how hard is he going to go at that point. Yeah. So that always gets I think that effect gets magnified sometimes because of the race situation. It's not heads like everybody dropping. heads yeah. drop. You know, what's left in it for me. Well, yeah. final day of racing, nothing yeah. really. So yeah. you know, I, that, what I, I, th- I think that's I think that's absolutely right. Mm. There might be reasons why it looked as sort of severe as
1: it was on that particular mm. occasion. Yeah, I imagine there was quite a lot of weight on Martinez yeah. pulling mm. and how how like well, the other thing
2: we didn't know. we didn't Danny Martinez was there. Yeah, And that could have changed the race. Because yeah. he could have gone with Simon Yates, I think. Yeah. He'd have gone with him. Oh, that's a good point. And then they would have got taken more time. That's a really good point. Yeah, because he punctured one of the descents. Puncturing. Uh, before Cold Yeah, it was before, wasn't it? Yeah, hundred, yeah it was.
0: 100 yeah, so plus years of... Yeah, cycling and steel races get decided by a splinter. <sighs> it's crazy, isn't it? A splinter making a hole enough it's time. It's mad.
2: You spend like millions on these teams and riders. But that's, and,
0: a, that's a really yeah. good point. Martinez was, you know, and
2: he was given a neutral service change that took yeah. a while, wasn't it? Yeah, because actually that would have changed it all. Because been two riders and that might have demoralised Wout van Aert and Primoz Roglic a bit. They might have been hanging their heads. Yeah. Meanwhile, was just chasing down one rider. You kind of, it's possible. Yeah, but two of them, yeah. they'd have been ripping. David, introduce your guest yeah, to the so podcast. So, so, yeah, sorry if people wouldn't uh, know who Andrew is. I've met Andrew recently. Um, we're in Ealing, as people know, and you live in Ealing.
1: Yep. Oh, you live in Ealing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Walked here. <laughs> 15 minutes. <laughs> there you
2: go. And you're a headmaster of a relatively local school. You're a cycling fan. That's yep. why you're here, not just a random person. Cycling
0: analyst. Cycling analyst. Now, <laughs> yeah,
2: I know. that's my new status. I <laughs> <Yeah. Proper. laughs> put that on Twitter. <laughs> but I thought this was a, this was a great never strays far moment because yeah. we met the other day, and it was fascinating learning about your school journey here. Because you're 30? Well, you're just you're turning 40 next week. Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday.
0: Super young to be a head teacher is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If we'd had a head teacher who looks as fresh-faced and young as you, it would have been anarchy in the school. <laughs> I'm glad we this have is been a podcast because nobody,
1: you... nobody can see my face. So they've got no idea, but your yeah, listeners yeah. can assume that I'm super young. <laughs> but it's, it's,
2: really, it's a great story of kind of, um, and especially I think for most people, kind of what it's like with state schools and this the yeah. state school you took over when you were 33 and where it is and, and the journey you've been on in the previous six years. Yeah, I think it's mega. If you could just tell our listeners a bit about it because I think it's, it's really inspiring
1: yeah okay so um I was appointed as as head when i was thirty two and took over when i was thirty three and what? Uh, so it was super young and i was i was really my dad was a head teacher and actually there 's a bit of, probably a bit of a back personal story to to a lot of that and why I wanted to do it um, but the the school was uh, it was called Sandman and catholic girls school It's it 's in uh, Kensington and Chelsea, and lots of people think that k and c you know really rich uh, local authority but there 's a real divide in the local authority and My school's in the north. I think we we
0: understand that story a little bit more, don't we, about that part of West London.
1: Absolutely. So our school's 600 metres from the tower. um, And, you know, it's five years since Grenfell, and, you know, that was at the end of my first year as head. But the school... the school was really the sink school for for years and years in the local authority. People didn't want to send their children to the school. The behaviour at well, the school was pretty bad. It had a really bad reputation. And when I started the school, there was, you know, in, in year seven, there was only 50 children in, on day one. And only eight families have put it as their first choice school. And now we fast forward sort of six years. Um, the, the school is now 800 kids in it. So it's doubled in size in that period of time. We've We've... You know, got 180 in current year seven. We're taking another another 180 in year seven in September, and we I think we had about 190 put us as their first choice school. So it's wow. it's completely different, and it's it's now a mixed school. It's got a great reputation, and it's just great culture in the school and fabulous kids, fabulous staff.
0: And how have you turned? How do you think that's turned around that situation? What, what's the biggest single contributing factor?
1: Um I just it just. Well, one, one, I think we changed the governance of the school firstly, and a lot of that happened before I started. But I think leadership, I've got great senior leaders, brilliant staff. But I think the, the, the thing that we started on first was, was tackling just really poor behaviour, you know, quite terrifying behaviour. You know, five, six years ago, there, there, were, there was an incident where I permanently, permanently excluded, and you never want to permanently exclude anyone, but knives came yep. to the gates of the school. And it was, you know, really, really difficult. And we, you know, took it really seriously that that's the, the number one issue why people didn't want to send their child to the school. So we, we, we tackled that and then we worked out, well, actually, if we make this a mixed school, change the name, change the uniform, rebrand. And we, you know, we bought every single child in the school a, a brand new uniform. We We funded that ourselves. And I think it just, we transformed the narrative, really.
0: Uh, is your school in local authority um uh, uh, stewardship or is it an academy
1: no it's local authority so it's, it's a maintained fun. school still
0: well that's a great you know i, I we, we school my kids went to is a um, uh, local authority comprehensive in a different london borough i oh, mean many years out of it now but um the parents body there fought a long and hard battle to make sure that it didn't become an academy because I was that rush wasn't there, a few years ago yeah it seemed like every school was going to become an academy but yep. it's interesting that you can thrive under local authority control as your school has demonstrated as well and you obviously firmly believe that's the right way forward
1: well I, th- I think we're all going to end up as academies in the next five or six years i think there's a white paper coming out next week from the government that's going to say what the timeline is for every school I really so I didn't know that. Okay. yeah so right. that, that that's on the horizon i think we our local authority is very very strong in terms of and has been in terms of how it's funded and you know where it is and that that politically helps um but i think it's a direction we're all going in and the sort of school system at the minute it's a little bit of a mess because you've got the, the, the academies and maintained schools and they're they're funded differently so yeah. we work on a normal fiscal year you know first of april through to march whereas their financial status goes september through to, to august so it's just not a great way top down of running schools so something needs to change yeah yeah uh,
0: and um has there been a massive change in your teacher you know a lot of teachers left and a new body of teachers come in is that partly and, and those teachers have come in obviously have really bought into the new ethos and presumably that's been that's been very important to yeah success
1: as well. uh, absolutely i think i think our staff are probably one of our well our in many ways, the strongest feature of the school, you know the. So I think the school growing and that momentum and that, you know, that ambition that we we've had that's been really hard fought. The staff who've, who've been on the journey have heavily invested, and then those who've come in along the way have bought into the culture and that that drive to be just absolute winners. Yeah. And it's it's fabulous. They're all, you know, I've, I look at my staff body. That most of them are in their like mid twenties, and they're just hungry, ambitious, high performers.
0: Newer human teachers.
2: Newer human teachers.
1: By the sounds of it, <laughs> I know it's completely <laughs> I'm, bad, isn't
0: it? Horrified to hear how close your school was to Grenfell. Yeah. Presumably, you knew a lot of the families affected by that. Well, I mean, they were yeah. right in your catchment area.
1: Yeah, it was. You know, it was just a shocking, shocking time, and I think. You know, I was talking to David the other day about it, just the day itself. You know, I just remember getting to school was, was you know, really difficult because obviously the tubes were down. And I think I was trying to get into school, it was around six o'clock, half six. I was walking down Labrook Grove and literally stepping over firefighters. And then we, we got to school, and my senior leadership team were all there by about 7 a.m. And we literally met, worked out what we we're going to do. And we went out onto the streets looking for, for our students and they were, you know, pulling them into schools, taking them off the street, getting them into the school, you know, kids in floods of tears. We didn't really have lessons so much that day, but we were out in the playground and we, we can see the towel. We could see it on fire. We could see the smoke blowing. It blew over the, the playground, basically. And it was just, it was awful. And... The very next day, I phoned ahead that day of a uh, primary school that had to close because it was so close to the town and they were worried about the safety. And the very next day, we brought in a primary school and we managed to fit a primary school into our school and they stayed with us for about two, two and a half weeks operating a full primary school. So we had l- little nursery reception children in our library, like walking across the playground. It was, it was unbelievable. But we're five years on and, you know, it's the, it's the five-year anniversary this year and I think, I think John Snow that the broadcaster talks about how we can't ever forget what happened and it has kind of gone out of the sort of public psyche but you know we we've got children who are living with PTSD and it's it's working through the system and it's it's we've got to continually ask questions about this it, it is I don't even know how to phrase this
0: without it sounding terribly wrong but has in all the horrors and good emerged in terms of galvanizing community feeling inside your community and equally, um, do, do you not feel that the, one of the consequences of Grenfell is that in the wider public consciousness, we are more aware of the inequalities and the deprivation nationally that, that I'm not saying we're doing anything about it, but we know it's a problem now in the way that it used to be hidden. A little bit,
1: yeah. I, I totally agree. I think in terms of the local community, you know, at our school, we we hosted for for five years up until uh, the pandemic. The all all the head teachers in the local area would come together every six weeks, and uh, we'd look at the Grenville Education Fund and uh, the director of. Education would come with all the heads, and we'd discuss how we 're going to support the local community how we 're going to support our children how we 're going to use this funding to support so it really did galvanize and bring people together and and in the immediate aftermath, everybody was you 'll probably remember just the outpouring of of just support and help was just absolutely incredible and yeah it, it has raised awareness, but I think your point you're right you know what what has genuinely changed. And you know we 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 constantly hear feels like it's got leveling up.
0: Kind of yeah, I mean, you know th- these sound bites. F- food banks are opening; they're not closing. It, you know
1: exactly. It's just that the the, yeah. the inequality and the gap is is widening. To be honest, that's what's awesome.
2: this other thing you've been working on the the lighthouse, which I'll we'll put in the show notes, where you can go onto that site and see just break down the whole country and and see levels of deprivation, but also see the quality of schools and see even the political tendencies of each. constituency constituency. and it's fascinating do you want to explain a bit about that because that's pretty yeah so
1: i mean uh, during the first lockdown i I think i got a little bit bored and i was looking at government data on education on their website and the government very much with with education probably with lots of things actually tend to silo their data so if you want to look at um, achievement statistics on on a school you look on one part of a government website, but if you want to look at financial data, you look on an, another part of the website. And actually, lots and lots of the data is just contained in spreadsheets in the, the back of the Department for Education's website. So I thought, what if I could create a platform where I pull it all together, make it visually far better, uh, and allow any user to look at achievement data, workforce data, so how many teachers and teaching assistants are in one school, but also a group of schools, um, compare schools look at deprivation as we said look at what's going on in areas um, look at the political landscape and I've made it you know it's completely free to use so it's what a f- resource that's amazing. I didn't really you showed it to me earlier I didn't realise you built it yeah yeah <laughs>
2: I thought
0: you just said, <laughs> <we just laughs> like, oh, look at this cool website I found. I didn't realise it was yours.
1: Yeah, so basically I'm What's a t- total it? computer nerd. It's called Lighthouse. So the, the concept was it, shining a light on, on education, on you. basically. And yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's, it's been used by journalists. It's been used by school leaders, trust leaders. But actually it could be used by parents. You know, If they want to pick a school, they've got access to looking at data on their, their child's potential future school. Could you, if you've got a bit of time on your hands, make
0: a um, cycling computer database for me, please? <laughs> not, not, not
1: just for me, really. Just
0: not, don't give it to David.
1: <laughs> well, just I mean, just give if... Me the <laughs> If you like, had all of the data, I mean, it's like yeah, PCS, I get like it the pro cycling stats, there's huge amounts. But if you've got all of that data, you, you could do some really brilliant visual stuff. That, yeah, that, could you, that, could you that, do that
0: for me, please? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah sure.
1: Thanks. No worries. I'll do it. I'll do it tomorrow.
2: I've got to scrape it. <laughs> 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 right, the pro cycling stats. That might
0: what's be different what's your, um, just funny, I mean, because, you know, yeah. this is a cycling podcast, yeah. for heaven's sake. that's fascinating. But what's your, what's your cycling kind of, what's your relationship with the bicycle?
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm obsessed with cycling, I, I, and I you know I think th- there's something you know. looking at the race today, like how amazing is that? What spectacle you get in cycling? People, I think people don't always realise that. So I think I took up cycling probably around probably around 2012 and the boom here. Maybe just before that. Um, and then got totally obsessed with it so you know i ride to work every day to and from work i've you know ride on the weekends when i can try and get cycling trips abroad. do you ride do you
0: ride in, you ride in, in your headmaster's suit or, with a, with a, with clips and all that or do you, well, or do you no i get uh, trouser clips or i do you get, get all i up? get all lycra up do you? And,
1: yeah it's shocking when i get into work it terrifies anybody <laughs> but we've got uh, myself my senior team we've all got like lockers where we can keep clothes at school which is which is fantastic and we guess, do you encourage your workforce to, to cycle to work because yeah people, we, we were talking about we this the to the get day. for the
2: yeah for the i was like got to do that
1: yeah yeah so more and more of the, of the staff have really started cycling i think Brilliant. i think the the pandemic's done that you yeah. know the the, the not because you know schools didn't actually shut people talk about school shutting they didn't shut we still had children in yeah. all through the pandemic and Hundreds people, of them, I would imagine, yeah. people yeah. cycled in and you you know it was it's we we do love to see it i mean obviously any analogy cycling analogy i can get well gets wheeled out at school but the other thing i love is i love the the data in cycling you know it's it's a numbers thing on a personal level and also just on on the stats of the riders which i I, I think is fabulous
0: Mm. yeah it's not a part that particularly appeals to me the numbers bit but i get that it's yeah. a big part of cycling fandom. But, uh, it's, yeah,
2: yeah, it's true. The numbers never really yeah. tell the full story, but they could uh, yeah. give a good bit of background.
1: And you um, go out, sort of. Are you part of a club? No, no, not part of a club. But I've got a, a group of friends you who go riding we here. go riding. So we, we're going to Mallorca in a couple of weeks. Very good for 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 a few days. I so can't wait for that.
0: And where are your local hills? Your local lanes?
1: Well, it'd be really so. There's a couple of routes we can get go up into the Chilterns, which isn't too hard to access, or Either it's a then flat route. Actually, yeah, we were looking on the map earlier, yeah, or good. head out to head out do a Windsor loop if it's a flat one, or head south down to Box Hill, Leith Hill if you yeah. want to do something a bit more lumpy. So, Ealing's quite a, a mm. good location for just getting out and getting to you know three different types of ride. To be honest, it's
2: better than just the Lewisham daily, isn't it? Yeah, might do. All our listeners are there. Yeah, that's so mm. true. Mm. Yeah. We think. Yeah. No, we know, don't yeah, we? we? Because there's a data yeah. thing. Yeah. Well thank you, Andrew. That's yeah. been thank you for coming today.
1: Yeah, no problem. Yeah, geez, sure. Andrew.
2: Well, yeah. When am I going to see you again, David? What's, the, what's the, So you're flying back to Spain? Dauphiné at the moment, isn't it? Dauphiné. Unless we've got anything else before. We'll be well, 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 talking the Giro, won't we? Yeah. Are we going to do the Giro again? Yeah, and also I'm I'm next week I'm going to Milan and Remo. Oh nice we're going to do that. As so we're well. we
0: doing Milan San Remo? Yeah. Straight yeah. far? Very good. it will be a Farfalle, won't it? Oh
2: uh, yeah, we'll to bring out the old Farfalle. Farfalle.
0: Lovely. And then what am I doing after that?
2: What are you doing after that? Yeah. I don't know. I'll tell you where I'm going. Paris-Roubaix. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. I thought you were in the classics. No, you No, just no I'm, not. I'm just going Paris-Roubaix. I said it going <laughs> to I'm just going. Nice.
0: Schlugging. Yeah, I'm schlugging. I'm just going to sit there in the old velodrome and... Um, and Super watch cool. them come in without, and watch, without, without a lanyard in, in, and without I mean, a lanyard oh, with a good. sausage and a beer okay. and then i'm because i'm then i'm going off to belgium for a few days to try and do the stuff that i failed to do oh, when book. I got COVID for, for the yeah. book nice. um then i'm going to the giro di sicilia again <laughs> remember it happened last october yeah, yeah, well it's yeah, back yeah. to its yeah. rightful place you okay, yeah, so that's kind of about six months later i'm doing that yeah. and then it'll be our daily pods
2: at the Giro. At the Giro. Which time. I,
0: I'm just saying it out loud now so that it becomes a thing I that know, we can't shy I'm away just, from. I'm
2: just already pr- preparing myself. Because it is. now we mean, know what it is now. We didn't set the alarm year. for quarter to seven every yeah, morning.
0: Yeah. Pod instantly. While I've just freshly. The dreams are still. Yeah, good. Yeah. And then you can slip into look your to that. dream interpreter mold. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: All right. Very good. All right. Safe All right.
0: journey home. Bye. Thanks for coming, Andrew, as well. Thank you. Cheers.